episode 5 of the Live, Learn, Lead podcast, the corona opportunity and leading in adversity. Welcome to Live, Learn, Lead. Whether you are a new leader, aspiring to be one, or simply want to master leading your own life, this podcast is for you. Leadership starts from within, and we believe that the first step to leading in any walk of life is to lead yourself. Designed specifically to educate and motivate the leader within you, we have honest and inspiring stories of what success really looks like. Interviews with leadership experts from around the world and personal insights from me, your host, Natalie Lockyer. Our mission is to make sure we all learn how to live our best lives and lead others so that they can do the same. Welcome back to the Live, Learn, Lead podcast. And today we are discussing finding opportunity in the current corona pandemic and how to lead through adversity. This is both for us as leaders leading our teams and our communities and also for us as individuals to stay sane and sustained through these times. I'm going to start with a quick story as a reminder why EQ right now is essential for all of us to know, understand and learn. And if your teams are struggling, this is going to be a soft skill that is vital to be training out in the here and now. So my client, I've been working with her for quite a while. I know her fairly well and she's got really good EQ and great communication skills. And the day after the lockdown was first announced, so Tuesday the 24th, she goes into a lab. She works in a lab um, it's not medical labs, so it's non-essential. And her senior leadership team took her in and said, look, you and the other middle managers need to go around the lab with your respective teams and ask for emails, personal emails and personal phone numbers because we're expecting to have to shut down. But right now we're still trying to figure out a plan. It's not clear exactly what's on offer and we can't communicate anything just yet. So, of course, she goes around and she collects phone numbers and emails. And when people ask, she says, look, we don't have anything that we can tell you right now. We are figuring out a contingency plan and we will communicate as soon as we can once there is something clear and structured for you. But rest assured, we are considering everybody in this lab and we're looking at what we need to do to keep us all safe and keep the business running. Unfortunately, one of her fellow managers wasn't so aware in terms of their EQ, maybe they haven't had the training and the support and the senior leadership team didn't realise this to be able to give them a little bit more direction. So her fellow manager is going around another part of the lab and saying there's no reason for us taking these details. Now they're following orders, right? They're doing as they were told because you can't communicate anything else. So there's no reason, there's nothing I can tell you. But of course this incited panic in half of the lab. And my client watched through the open door of her office this infect one half of the team into the other half. And very quickly, a lot of fearful conversations were coming up of the company not looking after them, of them being forgotten. Of course, the senior leaders didn't care. All this kind of thing was coming up. Now, you could say, oh, the culture wasn't very strong. But the problem is fear is a very strong emotion and anxiety and uncertainty don't help with that. And when you have an announcement like the one the Prime Minister made, when we've got something like we're dealing with right now with COVID-19, there's always going to be fear and anxiety. And blaming anyone for that is not going to get us anywhere. So she very quickly realised and thankfully phoned the senior leadership team and said, look, I know our plan was to come out with something concrete tomorrow morning, but I really think you need to come out sooner with something. Come down into the lab, let people see you reassure them because people are really afraid right and that's exactly what the senior leadership team did and she said it was like boom almost instant 
people turned around, people changed and they went from being fearful, from being disparaging of the company to being like, oh my goodness, they're looking after us. Oh, that's a relief. Oh, we're so relieved that there's a shutdown plan, that it's not just going to be sudden. It's really thought through. We're so lucky. Haven't we got a brilliant company? And people got on with their work and then they were getting on with shutting down work and handing over work and looking at how they could work from home. And the mood changed instantly. Now, I'm giving this story because even though we are now two weeks out from that first announcement, we've had time to adapt, to put systems in place, to get used to a new way of working. EQ and understanding are going to be essential moving forwards. We're looking at a lot longer than the initial three weeks of lockdown that we were expecting. And that means really looking at your contingency planning, how we're going to support our teams and ourselves moving through this period because business is going to change. So that's what we're going to cover today. I'm going to start with those with teams who are working from home because I think this is a lot of our teams. We're then going to go into those who have furloughed staff and then we're going to end with what we can do personally ourselves to help us get through this, be resilient and serve powerfully and make sure that we come out of this well rather than just having survived it. So first things first, I'm not going to endorse any particular video conferencing system, but I hope you have yours in place and you're confident using them right now. Make sure everyone is turning on their video. It may seem difficult, but seeing another human's face is going to be very important in the coming weeks and months, particularly for anybody who is quarantined or isolating alone right now. Seeing another human smile causes us to smile and induces small amounts of serotonin and oxytocin, which in turn reduces our cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and it helps our immune system. It's not going to cure corona or prevent us from catching it, but it will help us stay mentally and physically well. It's also important that we can see people's faces and get good at reading them. The problem with not being in a room with people is you can't read the energy. And yes, as a scientist, I'm talking about energy in a room, but it's true. We can all feel it and sense it when there's an energy of enthusiasm and buy-in or when there's an energy of resistance and doubt. We can pick it up, whether that's through micro expressions in the face, small mannerisms, the way somebody's turning towards another person in the room. You can tell a lot. And whether you're aware that you use these in your leadership style or not, you are using them. When we're online, this is really difficult to do. We're going to have to dial into people's use of words, their tone and their facial expression. If you have a really big conference call, I suggest you get at least a couple of other chairs to help you monitor how people are doing because they might not tell you that they're not okay. They might not tell you that they're not being productive or that their home situation is less than ideal and we're going to need to support them through it. And in that vein, I would suggest making sure that in every meeting you remind people of who your mental health first aiders are, what your employee assistance program is, and where they can go for financial help and support and mental help and support. Some people are even giving their teams little fun challenges like um, the push-up challenge or a personal development challenge like reading a certain book and then coming back. It's not necessarily work-related, but it will be boosting morale keeping team spirit up and helping boost performance. It's so important that we bring these elements in now more than ever because we're not getting it in our daily life. And so you need to boost team cohesion through working together on something. And that means not just focusing on business. 
So you can do this in one-to-ones, you can do it on a group meeting. Some of the really great things you can use are phrases like, are there any fires to put out? Does anybody need anything? And then allowing a round table where people are unpacking what's going on for them, not just work-wise, but personally. Or an awesome idea that I've also seen is a virtual coffee meeting. You go online, you sit there with a coffee, it's an intended break, you let people know when you're going to be there and they can come chat to you if they want. Or you can schedule a virtual coffee break, which is also great because it's clearly informal. It's intended as a break from the work and you can have a little bit of a chin wag, which is one of the things we sometimes need. Allowing your team members to talk to you about what's going on for them personally to unpack some of the anxiety and worry they're having will help them perform better. Allowing them to flex their day and feel like they're in control of when they can do their work will also help ease some of their anxiety and keep their well-being optimal. And by that I mean understand what people are experiencing at home right now. Maybe they are the primary carer for somebody now. Maybe they have children that they are trying to work around and their partner is also working. It's challenging. So discussing with them how they want to work and when work will optimally happen in their day is key. Allowing someone where possible to decide where they place their work is really, really important. For example, I know somebody who is putting all of their work hours in the evening after the children have gone to bed. Now, I appreciate this isn't possible in every business, but in some it is. And if you are working around children as a leader, consider if this is possible for you too. It does mean a change in mindset and a change in routine, which may be more detrimental than good. But look at, do you need to work at the same time that you used to work if your parameters of your day are not the same? If you do decide to change that, make sure you have buy-in from your team and they understand why you're doing it and they feel that they can do the same where necessary because this is going to make communication possibly a little bit more tricky if you can't make meetings during the daytime. And this leads me into my next point where we're talking more about how we set goals and how we communicate with our teams. Our comms need to be crystal clear and you need to make sure what good looks like. I really recommend listening to um, Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. She's got some great worksheets that you can go and use as well. But here is what does done look like? What does complete look like? When is the time frame? And then allowing people to work on that in their own way, in their own time, because their working days may be different to yours right now. It's making sure they have the freedom to get the job done in their own way, but still feeling like you are giving them accountability, you're checking in with them and you're giving them support if you need to. Setting goals and targets is also going to be important. The longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be to feel like we're okay. The positivity that we're experiencing, which is phenomenal, it's incredible, the positivity going around the world and I'm loving seeing it. But that is going to get more and more challenging to produce and to encourage as people's resilience wanes, as their motivation wanes. And that means you need to start setting their goals a little differently. So you may already do this, but when we're setting goals for the team and for the company, you need to make sure every individual understands how their work is related to the bigger picture of the company how it's going to make sure that the company survives and thrives and connect it into their individual and personal whys and personal development plan, which means you've got to know your team really well. And if you don't, maybe you're new, maybe you haven't had the opportunity, maybe it's something you need to refresh because we always need to refresh it. People change in times of adversity. Now is great time 
to have that informal chat to really get to know what drives every member of your team. But the better you know the individuals that you are leading, the easier this process will be. And again, listen for how you can learn as an individual, whether you are leading or not. But you need to know your why and connect it into everything that you're doing right now. Because your motivation and your purpose needs to be really clear so that you are full of energy and you can lead and serve powerfully. If you aren't able to find this, if you're struggling, there are lots of techniques we can use. And I'm also offering out free coaching sessions to anybody who needs space to think and unpack and reconnect to what they need to do right now. More about that at the end of the show. So that was just a whistle-stop tour of some things you can do whilst you are remote working. Remember to check in with people, keep the video on and make sure it's active. Ensure everybody is participating. Connect your goals and your activities to a bigger picture and a bigger why, which is super key for everyone, but particularly your high performers. They're going to be struggling with not doing as much as they normally do. It's going to be difficult for them. So you're going to have to set those goals for them and make sure they're staying somewhere where they're happy and then performing. So that's just a whistle-stop tour of some of the things you can do. Make sure you have video call meetings and you are familiar with the technology. There's some great platforms out there. If you're not, get somebody to help you. Maybe even get somebody else to lead. Let it be their opportunity to step up. Make sure your communications are clear and transparent and they are communicated as early as possible. Even if you don't have information, it's better to say, I understand you are worried about this. I'm in the same boat as you, but I don't have anything I can give you right now. I will inform you as soon as I have it. Then not say anything at all. We don't want to incite panic like we had with my client and her lab. When you are on calls, check in with everybody. Ask people to do a roundtable and ask what their needs are right now. Make sure you have the informal chats as well as the formal ones. And always list who your mental health first aiders and your employee assistant programs sit with and where people can go for support, be that financial, emotional or mental or otherwise. Set challenges to help people join together and boost morale. And remember to include the personal development in the day to day. And last but not least, I implore you, please use a coaching culture in all of your calls and all of your communications, including when you are talking to yourself. Yes, we all do it. No, it's not a sign that we have gone crazy finally. Make sure that you are asking people what they need, asking them to tell you, asking them to communicate with you. It's so important right now. And I know I'm a coach, so of course I'm biased, but nearly every company that has a coaching culture will come out of this better. That's my fundamental belief. If you're not sure how to do that, there are mentors I'm happy to discuss informally with a free consultation and help you make sure you are serving your teams as powerfully as possible. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be you caring, looking at how we can take this time to grow and develop. If there isn't a lot of work on, if you're one of the companies that are still employing people, but the workload is a little bit down, make sure that development time is up. This is the time when your people can grow. And it's the time when they need something to distract them. So make sure they are developing. Particularly as there's so many courses that are free or lower cost than they would normally be. It doesn't require a big investment budget from you or from the individual. There's so much out there that people are making freely available that wouldn't normally be. This is a huge opportunity and we need to take it for ourselves and for our teams. 
So that was just a quick little whistle stop. And of course, there's tons more stuff, but some of that's going to come into furloughed staff and it's going to come into what you need to do as an individual as well. And you can make sure your teams are doing it too. So if your staff are furloughed, remember, they haven't stopped being an employee. It's just they've stopped working because there's no work available to them or the company has decided it is better to stop than to try and keep people on and keep them occupied with a low level of work. The concern somebody might have if they are furloughed is obviously, will they be able to return to a job? And when might that be? Additionally, whilst the government support is brilliant and it goes up to 80% of somebody's wage or up to £2,500, for some people, this will not be enough to cover the bills and will not cover all of their wage. So you're probably going to need to offer some additional support. Ask your HR departments where you are referring people to. Make sure you know the financial services that your HR department are recommending and make sure they also know the mental health support services that are available. For some people, work is for existence and for others, it's a passion. But taking a big chunk out of the day and then telling somebody effectively to do nothing all day can be overwhelming. You are allowed to talk to your staff whilst they're furloughed And I encourage you to do so. Check in with them, have the virtual coffee mornings and ask them what they need all the same. You can't ask them to do anything for work, but you can support them and make sure your relationship is maintained. And I'd argue that it is now even more essential if they are furloughed than if you are seeing them in meetings for day-to-day work. Things to take into consideration. Similarly for your team members who are working from home, Are they going to be alone? Will this be a problem for them? If somebody is an absolute introvert, it may be a relief and time to recharge, read some books and enjoy life. If they're an ambivert or an extrovert, it could be really challenging and they might be going stir crazy already by the end of week three. They could be somebody who has extra health concerns and is nervous about going out or getting food. Check in with them, see that they have the support they need to get the supplies and the support system around them to make sure that they can cope day to day. Again, make sure they have the mental health first aiders, contact details and any employee assistance numbers you can give. Mind and Mental Health UK also have some brilliant top tips. And I don't want you to underestimate how well you needing in this moment can be. If you are also furloughed, check in with them human to human. It doesn't necessarily have to count as work because if you are alone, constantly with very limited access to the outside world anybody is going to struggle we're going to be stuck with our own thoughts and unless you're an amazingly well-developed human who has incredible eq incredible personal development and a brilliant meditative practice you are going to be facing your demons you're going to be facing the shadow side of yourself that normally is suppressed when you go into work or more formal situations and that can be harmful to people The last thing I want to hear is a secondary epidemic versus the corona one. One where the mental health of our population has declined to the point that they decide to harm themselves in some way. I am aiming to be part of the way that we prevent that. And you can be too. Just seeing how somebody is doing when they're off from work, when they are furloughed, is going to be really, really important. You can also agree with them human to human to set personal development goals. 
if you're reading a book, if you're learning a language or you're doing any of the online courses that are available, they can do these for their own personal development. And again, because so many things have been put out there by the universities in the UK, in the US, by many companies who provide learning platforms, a lot is now free that would normally be charged for. So you can develop yourself, be that for work or to keep you sane in this time. Look at something that you've never learned before and do it simply because you can. Now is the time and encourage anybody who's on furlough to have some personal development goals and check in with them and see how they're doing. And finally, I feel like I'm kind of rushing through this one and I'm sorry, but it's also taking a really long time because there's so much to say here. Anybody who is working from home, make sure you follow these key steps. Be you leading or be you following, it really doesn't matter. A, make sure your setup is good for your mental and physical health. This means having a boundaried space. It doesn't have to be separate if you're in a bed sit, if you're in a one bed flat, if you only got one room, or if you're in a house full of other people. Boundary a space for work and make that only for work or give it away that it is only for work at certain hours. That may mean packing stuff up at the end of each day and bringing it back out again, but it's gonna help you boundary and feel like you have different spaces in your life. Otherwise, everything blurs into one. Make sure that it's physically well for you as much as possible. Remember all your sit-right training that you've probably had in your workplaces. Your screen should be at eye level and there's lots of documents out there that you can go and look at for occupational health that will remind you of all the little things. But take breaks regularly, make sure you sat comfortably and you're not harming your back or the rest of your body when you're working, particularly hunching over a keyboard if you're only on a laptop. Plan in regular movement breaks. Now, I like to dance in my social time, and so I am planning in little music breaks, getting up, doing a little stretch, and doing one song as dance practice, and then coming back to my desk. It allows your brain to tick over, process things without really focusing on them, and have a bit of a break. It will make you more productive, and it means that your blood is flowing, and it's better for your body as well. If you are allowed flexible working hours, then really notice when are you most productive. I unfortunately am most productive between the hours about four and seven, which is not great for a partner who is working nine to five. But look at where you're most productive and you now have the freedom, hopefully, to plan where your work sits. If it's possible, use those productive hours as best you can and where you find you're struggling, allow yourself something more creative or something where you can get into your flow more easily, even if that's personal. You can flex where your hours are, provided your workplace is allowing this. Next up, schedule everything. Now, I don't mean to the nth degree, but schedule when you do your emails, schedule when you have your calls and schedule your breaks and your playtime as well. And yes, I said play. Play is vitally important in day-to-day -day life and I'm trying to encourage it into the workplace as well. It's where we remove fear, where we let go of anxiety and we let go of fear of failure. It's also where we do our most learning and there's over 42 different types of play that we can envisage in. And if you're at home with children, you know what? Now is the best time to learn from them. Look at how they're embracing the world right now and their worldview and allow some of that into your day-to-day. Stick to a schedule so you as an adult can schedule it and it's important that you do. This will give you a sense of routine and normalcy and control in life and these things are going to be increasingly more important the further we go into lockdown. 
If you are juggling childcare, make sure you create a family plan. Again, get your kids involved in this. Leadership is the same as parenthood. If they've got buy-in and they understand why life is a little bit up and down and topsy-turvy, then they're going to buy into the plan a little bit more. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to play up. But if you're scheduling childcare with your partner, please make sure you have a plan and it feels fair and even and you check back in with each other about whether it needs adjustments or not. Also, a note to all of the parents out there, it doesn't matter how good a job you think you are doing. Remember, you are not a teacher. You've not had the years of training that they have had and anything you give your children by way of education is brilliant. And education can be so many things. It doesn't have to be formal and structured. You are doing the best you can. Forgive yourself and allow it to be okay. Now, work aside, we also have a little bit of a responsibility to make sure we are doing well and we are doing okay. I've already mentioned all of the three available learnings that are out there. Currently, I'm trying to learn Spanish for a friend's wedding that we are still hoping that we can get to at the end of September. We need to make sure that we are growing, developing in this time because growth is one of our fundamentals that we need and it's going to help us feel the passing of time. Some exciting things that you can do. Well, you can start growing some of your own food. Is it cheaper and will it feed you? Probably not unless you're amazing at it, but it's going to help you mark the passage of time as you see things growing. Also, have some personal goals. What do you want to achieve with this time? You're not commuting right now. Well, most of us aren't. And if you are, thank you for continuing your vital work. But if you're not commuting, what can you do with that time? Make sure it is intentional and purposeful, even if it's reading, relaxing, watching your favorite TV program, drawing or creating music, whatever it is, use that time intentionally for something that will fill you up and make you feel like you're growing and reconnecting to yourself. Obviously, I am a coach, so I'm going to think this time is brilliant for personal development, but if you're looking for books, I have a few that I'm going to try and recommend. I've mentioned a few here, Dare to Lead by Brené Brown, for anybody who wants to lead themselves or others better. Finding Your Why with Simon Sinek, which is how to find your central purpose and is brilliant time to reconnect to why you do the things you do in your life. Look at what is working for you and what's not. Notice what you're not missing. And if you're not missing it, ask yourself, why were you doing it in the first place? Because you clearly can exist without it. You're here right now without it. Not knowing exactly what's going to happen in the future with corona doesn't mean you can't plan for a future. Look bigger picture and think, where do I want my life to go? And then think of the skills or attributes you need to make sure you have them. Align them to your why and your core values. And if you don't know those, there's loads of things you can do. DM me and I will send you some links to exercises and programs that you can do to find your why and find your core values. Laughing is amazing medicine. So I'm going to prescribe to you because, yeah, I'm a doctor, not really a disclaimer, but I'm going to prescribe to you laughter every single day. Now, if you're at home with someone, this can be doing a fun game. We have some ridiculous card games at my home, so we're playing those. They make us laugh a lot. But laughter does amazing things for your mental and physical health. It's going to reduce all your cortisol, and it's going to help you stay more positive. So please find ways of laughing in your day-to-day. 
And in with that, I'm not amazing at my fitness, but so much has gone online for free. There's an influx of videos on YouTube, on Insta, on 101 places. You don't even need a gym membership to go find some brilliant gym workouts because people are putting them out there. So keep physically active and make sure you are healthy. Now is the time to invest in you as a human. Now is the time to grow as a human. What better opportunity have we got than when the world literally reset and allowed us to reconnect who we are, our purpose and what we want to do. I'm also running a five day gratitude challenge and gratitude is a superpower. So if you want to look at that, go find me on LinkedIn, on Insta or on Facebook. It's Natalie Lockyer Coaching for Facebook and Instagram and it's Natalie Lockyer on LinkedIn. It's a five day gratitude challenge and it's going to help you improve yourself, feel more positive and feel in control of life a little bit more. I'm also going to try and release a few videos for people on just general mindset things that can help in your day to day. But remember, just because we are distancing, we are choosing to do so. Look at your language whenever you are using unempowered or victimhood language. Try and change it. So when you say you're feeling stuck inside, which I know, I feel it. I'm one of those extroverted people and I want to see people. Sometimes I stare at the street and notice a delivery man and it's exciting. I get it. But don't say I'm stuck inside. Say I am choosing to be inside to help me and to help other people. This is a time where I can choose to learn and grow. So when we start using words like I'm choosing, I'm willing to, or this is giving me, it's far more empowering than I stuck, I can't, I want to, I need to, I should. So look at your language and how you're treating the situation and use your gratitude to be grateful for what this time is giving you. It is a time of potential high risk for many, many people of great tragedy across the world and of innovation and change. This will be a time when we as individuals, as businesses and as society choose to grow and change. I know anybody who's listening to this kind of podcast, who is listening to something to improve themselves, to help support others and to serve well, is going to make sure that they and their team and the other people around them, their family and their friends will be lifted, will be resilient and will be strong through this. Please remember that doesn't mean not feeling angry, sad, frustrated or desperate. We are all going to feel these things and many more. The rainbows going up in the windows around the UK may represent support and hope for the NHS, which is absolutely brilliant and definitely needed. But a rainbow shows all of our emotions. It shows the whole spectrum of light and we need to feel them all to be human. And when we are connected to our humanity and connected to our purpose, we do so much better in life and in business. So remember, feel the rainbow. Let the emotion be and then let it go. Don't stay with it. This is difficult. And if you are struggling, please do reach out. Now, I mentioned earlier on that I'm offering free coaching sessions to anybody who needs them. I've called them Space to Think. There's a link I can send you or you can book them directly with me by DM. It's 60 minutes of coaching for free for anybody who needs space to unpack what is happening, to get back in control of their thoughts and to make a plan. If you're managing a team, it's time for you as a leader to make sure you are in the right place mentally to do the best by your team. If you're a small business holder or a director of a company, it's particularly tough. 
I'm not here to tell you how to run your business, how to fix the financial problems, but I absolutely can help you come up with ideas, feel positive and feel back in control. I am here to help support you and I think we need to support each other and get through this together. So it's the gift that I can give the world right now. If you'd like to know more, DM me. That's all from me today, guys. Go well, lead well, and remember, we're in this together and we will come out stronger.